I thank you so much just for this opportunity for Atalia and I to be together communing in this way. I thank you so much for just the amazing way that you have brought our paths together um, and the way that you continue to just interweave our lives with one another uh, to go from being complete strangers um, in one sitting and then now being very acquainted and venturing together in life in these ways. And so, Father, we just pray and ask that your Holy Spirit would just go before us in this time. Um, you already know the ears that this podcast would fall on um, and who actually can encourage through her testimony and just sharing her journey, even of being a life coach. And so we ask that you go before softening those hearts that you word at Tilly's mouth, uh, that she would share those Holy Spirit led things that, you know, are going to uh, plant seeds on the hearts of the hearers. Father, help me to listen well and to be led by your Holy Spirit during the interview. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. We are Shell and Aaron Aaron Odom, Odom. founders of A Radical Relationship. Our testimony is one of redemption from divorce, addiction, and witchcraft. Here at A Radical Relationship, our mission is to empower men and women to go deeper in their relationship with God, self, others, and their calling through self-examination first. Let's get into it. All right. So finally, (laughs) we're here. It's been on my radar for so long that this week I was like, this week is the week. This week is the week. I'm excited too, because I don't know that I've ever ask you about your testimony necessarily so because I have no line of sight into what you're actually going to share I feel like I get to get a little sneak peek into the testimony I know I was thinking about that I was like I don't think Shell knows all of this this one's good (laughs) right yeah so I'm excited so I uh, would love to just start out by having you introduce yourself and just tell the listeners a little bit about who you are Yeah, for sure. So I'm Adelie. I am 33 years old. I'm from Central Ohio and have been most of my life. I run a photography business and I also work for a nonprofit called International Friendships, Inc., um, whose purpose is to extend life-changing hospitality and friendship to international students out of reverence for Jesus. So I work for them in the communications manager role for their national department three days a week. And then the rest of the time I'm working my photography and coaching businesses um, just for fun. I love cross-cultural experiences, whether that's traveling or just meeting friends from other countries here in these states, um, hiking roasting my own coffee, having good convos with friends. So this is, this is some of my favorite time right here. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that I knew the roasting your own coffee thing, or if I did, I forgot. So that's a little tidbit. Yes. Well, I think it's somewhat new, but yes. (laughs) Okay. Nice. And then, um, I remember from previous conversations about the cross-cultural experiences and us talking about that a little bit. So I think that that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, the world is just so big and there's <laughs> so much to experience and we only have a very small snippet of it here in the United States. So, yeah. Yeah. And then even as you were introducing yourself, I was also 
reminded of our similarities of like both working for a nonprofit in a space that we feel passionate about, but then also having our own things going on on the side that does include coaching. <laughs> so yeah, that's cool. That was just highlighted to me like, oh yeah, we're very aligned in that way of just being bivocational. So that's yeah. cool. We're kind of aligned on a lot of things. <laughs> right. God is intentional like that. That's awesome. So just to um, give a little bit of background into how we know each other, it all began with coaching. <laughs> it all started with the desire to be a life coach. So mm-hmm. Natalie and I were a part of the same coaching certification program back in 2021. Yep. Okay. All the years are running together. And so within that program, part of the process is being buddied up week to week with another coach to practice coaching with. And so Atalie was my first buddy. Yes. First buddy. (laughs) It was pretty like pretty early on when we were like, yeah, this is special. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I even remember hoping that I would be paired up with you. And when we were, I was like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yes. So I think from the beginning, clearly God was just intentional. And then from that time, we just outside of that relationship, that coaching um, buddy relationship just continued to cultivate. And I would even say as part of that coaching buddy experience, we started to really learn more about each other and probably get deeper than would have been expected in just the things that were happening in our lives that we needed coaching on. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, we were just kind of right for the picking from that standpoint. And so continue to cultivate a friendship um, outside of that, uh, leaning on each other as spiritual sisters in Christ. And then finally had the opportunity to meet in person last year. That was 2022, right? Yes. Okay. So it was like a year later um, and actually invited me to join her on um a retreat out in Colorado and I laugh about like just being like yep I'm going and then telling other people like yeah I'm going to meet uh this girl from my coaching program who's a friend of mine never met her in person before totally fine won't have cell service see you soon and people are like wait what <laughs> who is she what is she about how did you meet her y'all ain't got no cell service <laughs> I mean I do have a black belt but I feel like I'm a pretty safe person <laughs> Yeah, so that was an amazing experience as well, um, being able to go out there and and just experience that together. So it was, it's also cool when you meet people in person for the first time. We have that language now because of COVID and everything is just still flows just as you would have expected it to based on the interactions through the screen. So that was a really sweet moment. Mm-hmm. And Man, just from that, <laughs> we find ourselves here where um, Atali is now joining us uh, with a radical relationship coming on as a life coach here at the start of April, which is super exciting as well. Um, if you all listened to some of those previous episodes, we talked about a radical relationship, having this vision for it just being a hub of resources. And for myself, just realizing that I really love coming alongside people 
And so when I took some time to really seek God more about the vision for the ministry um, in February, he impressed this idea upon my heart. And as I was just praying about, I just wanted one. I'm just like one person who I can trust to just walk through this with me to help me kind of feel it out. But also someone that like I would trust to be in this role that I can hand my baby off to, you know, in a way. And so actually came to mind I was like man what if this is you know everything that God has been putting into place led us to this exact moment and so I had to send her a text I think first I sent you a text to just say hey this is just kind of what I'm thinking put it on your radar and she had like an emphatic yes like listen it sounds good let me pray about it let's talk about it let's think you know but like this sounds perfect and so we hashed out some of those details um, just to kind of add more clarity where things may have been foggy and really figure it out together. And so here we are now taking this next journey together, uh, really in ministry to just truly help men and women become free in, in the areas where they feel stagnant and gain clarity in those areas so that they can move closer to their goals. And so super yeah. excited. Super, super what an honor what an honor to join this team and everything you've already laid the groundwork for um but man yeah I was just ready to jump right in <laughs> amen awesome so with that let's um shift the conversation actually into hearing a little bit more just about your personal testimony and how the spirit has moved in your life yeah well I grew up in a Christian family and it was very stable. So <laughs> I can't really say that I had a ton of struggles until I lost my younger sister um, when I was 16 and she was 14 and she had a stroke um, and she she passed away three days later. And it was uh, it was like my boat had been capsized Um but I was still floating and I knew that there was no reason why I would still be floating except that there was a holy presence under me keeping me up. Um, and so that definitely was like the solidifying, yes, God is real. I don't just believe this because my parents believe it, but I believe it because I've experienced it. Um, and so even though I knew at that point, God was real. Um, I still struggled with my relationship with myself. Um, and I just always struggled with fear and comparison. It really affected my confidence in myself. And I often had a really hard time being excited about the future. Um, I'd rather just stay, stay put where I was like kind of comfortable and felt valued where I was but like going out in the big wide world seemed like a very scary thing to do and I was falling prey to the lie that I think a lot of us fall prey to that unless I'm unique unless I'm successful and unless I'm making a huge difference in the world um, I'm not valuable and that's a lot of pressure <laughs> uh, so in college, I was definitely struggling to find my place. Uh, I, I specifically remember going on a trip with a group of other college um, classmates, and uh, they were just a really cool group of people. They had unique stories. They were funny. They had experienced more of the world than I had, and 
the net result was I felt insignificant uh, and very small. And I remember on the bus, like writing in my journal and being like, God, who am I? What, what is my purpose? Um, and kind of being <laughs> inward focused, but in that moment, like God just spoke very clearly to me and he's like, look, uh, what are you writing on? I was like a piece of paper. And he's like, okay, what would you do with that piece of paper if it was your grocery list and you were done with it? I was like, I would throw it away. And he's like, yes, because you used it and then you were finished with it. But I didn't choose you because I wanted to use you like a piece of paper and crinkle you up and throw you away. Like I didn't choose you because you were unique or successful enough. Um, Because if that were the case, as soon as you messed up or as soon as I no longer had a use for you, I could crinkle you up and throw you away. But that is not why I chose you. I chose you because I love you. And that's it period. (laughs) So from that time on, it's just been like, he's been reteaching me that lesson over and over and over and over again. And it's, it's just been good to rest in that and be like, yeah, um, I, I have to remind myself, I don't have to strive. I don't have to strive. It's already done. (laughs) Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) You can't hear me because I was on mute, but I was just like, wowzers, you know, (laughs) I I love the, um, just the personal ways that God meets us. Uh, I was talking to a friend not too long ago and she was saying how it's so important for us to share our testimonies because that's something people can't take away from us. Like Mm -hmm. y'all can strip all these things that you want to about the Bible, but what you're not going to be able to tell me is how God met me. Cause you weren't there. Yeah. It's not your testimony to give. I don't need you to affirm the situation because it was my experience with the Lord. And so I just love, I think it's even convicting for me because there's such a huge part of me that wants to be used by God. And even through your testimony, I hear him like, but can I just love you? Mm. Like not even just like have you do all these great things, which, you know, is just cherry on top to be used by God. But I, I think I even often think about it as the main thing. Like I'm here to be used by God and build his kingdom, but I can so clearly just hear the spirit being like, or you're here to be loved by me, you know? And being used by me is just a byproduct of being on the journey. So, yeah, I think that's just so beautiful to hear how God met you in that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if we can be loved by him, we can go forward and do those things, but we can do them out of out of joy and out of overflow rather than I think you even said like that rather than out of striving. So you've said that before. That's a huge one. Yeah. And I love the simplicity of it because it's like, I feel like a lot of times people um, shy away from telling their testimony if they don't feel like it's dramatic enough. Mm-hmm. And so even even now when I have calls with people and I ask them about their testimony and they're like, oh, well, this is going to be super straightforward. Grew up in church. Da, da, da. And I'm like, praise God. Praise God, you don't have all the trauma. (laughs) 
praise God, you don't have all of these, you know, hard circumstances that you had to overcome because that wasn't his will for us. So praise God, sis, praise God, bro. But it's like people kind of uh, feel bad, can feel bad about not having all of this baggage in their past when their stories are just simple and straightforward. And this is how God met me. So, yeah. And testimonies are always unfolding, you know, like there's that God is adding more and more to our testimonies every day. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. I love how you mentioned that that same theme for you is something that has continued to reoccur and God has continued to teach you about, you know, just that identity and being enough and that kind of thing. So that's awesome. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. So, um, Bring us up to the point that um, you become a certified life coach. I know uh, some of the backstory around the fact that I believe you had been coached before and maybe that was something that opened up the door. So yeah, just take us on that journey leading up to um, making the decision to join a life coaching certification program. Yeah, I had a friend that, started a life coaching business and I heard about it. She had like a special entrance deal and I was like, oh, I want to support her. Um, sure, I'll I'll buy the first three months or whatever because um, I, I need help with my schedule. I thought I needed help with my schedule. Um, but as we got into this, it was like I was realizing, whew, my difficulty managing my time is not so much um, a surface issue it's like a lot deeper and the things that make managing my my schedule difficult are like the fact that I'm not rooting my identity in Christ but I'm getting caught up in people pleasing and saying yes to things that I shouldn't be saying yes to Um, I don't understand my core values I am reacting um, out of reaction, out of rather than proactively deciding what I want to focus on, and all of these things that were like kind of deep. Um, and we also like were unearthing some really unhelpful thought patterns, uh, some of them still carried over from college. And she just challenged those like, what does it look like to start from a place? where God says that you are loved. Like anything that I was struggling with, she'd she'd ask that question. I was like, oh, what does it mean to start from that place rather than this place of striving? Um, How does that affect the current challenge that I'm struggling with right now? Um, I also remember being like kind of negative focused whenever we were talking about something that I could do. I would be like all the reasons why I shouldn't do it. And then she was like, well, but what could happen if you succeed? Who could be impacted? And I was like, oh yeah, that is an option too. Like I could, I could actually succeed at this. And even if I don't succeed, God, like in my term of the word succeed, God can still use that failure for good. Um, And people can be impacted. Uh, It's very selfish for me not to step out in faith here um and who would you be without comparison like her asking me that question was like oh 
yeah, there's a different person that I could be. I don't have to compare myself to everyone. All that to say, uh, at the end of the special deal, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm going to keep paying for this. And I, I was with her for six months, I think. And it's just it's just a testament really i think to what a radical relationship is talking about in in that um our relationship with god and self and others and our calling like if one of those is off it affects the whole deal and after that first experience of being coached i was i was a different person i still struggled with the same things but um i was fitted with like the tools and the armor that I needed in order to decipher the lies with, uh, when they came prowling around and fight them. Um, and in the end, I ended up being a much more confident and joyful person. So that change in myself is what like, I was like, I have to do this. I have to learn how to be a coach for other people because I just believe there's so much left on the table. Like there are people that are um, like redeemed to be these beautiful, joyful, confident followers of Jesus. And we're not living it um, because we don't know how to fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. So the coaching that you took part in, was it Christian coaching or no? It was. Okay. So, um, and if you need time to think about this, feel free, but what would you say makes the difference in Christian life coaching versus life coaching for people? Mm. I mean, I feel like uh, secular life coaching can be beneficial, right? But to bring that extra level in, um of like asking a question what do you think god feels about that you know Mm. feeling that you have in your in yourself about yourself you know that always just catapults you into a different perspective of thinking and it's like that is not something that you can get with secular coaching um or asking uh, what what Bible stories come to mind with this struggle that you're experiencing? Like you get to refer to these things that God has already placed out for us in his word and be like, okay, we know these stories, but somehow we don't know or we don't have practice um, applying them to our everyday lives. And so Christian life coaching helps you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I love that so much. I even love that you give credit to the fact that secular life coaching can be beneficial. So it's not to say to throw it all away, but there is something different about partnering with the spirit of the God that created you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, I think there's something to be said to partner with the spirit of your creator. And the benefits of that. Yes, absolutely. And something that our coaching instructor always said was that there's three people in the room. Like there's three um, persons in any coaching session, the coach, the coachee, and the Holy Spirit. And 
we need to be listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying in those moments. And I, I feel like the times that I have not taken the time to invite him in at the beginning of a coach, coaching session have definitely been more those striving type of things where I'm like, what is the next question? What is the next question? Rather than be like, all right, ah, I don't know what the answer is, but um, let's let's go with the Holy Spirit here. And okay, I'll ask with this question, you know, and it it leads in directions that you didn't expect, but are beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so you yourself were introduced to coaching through a friend who was coaching you take the leap to help out a friend, you know, but could also use some help. Um, completely uncovered that like, whoa, we're going places I did not expect to go through this experience. I just want to, I just want to help with my schedule. <laughs> I just want to help with time management. And that's beautiful, right? Like we dip our toe in and then we realize like there's so much more underneath the surface that God has waiting for us. And then from that experience, you decide that, you know, this is something that you want to be a part of for other people. You go and sign up for the Christian Life Coaching Certification Program. So tell me about, um, as you've been coaching individuals, what do you find as the coach to be some of those more gratifying things for you being on that side of the conversation as opposed to the person being coached? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think it's just watching the same things happen for other people. <laughs> it's it's watching perspectives shift um, and chains drop. You mentioned the word freedom earlier, freedom from lies, freedom from duty, like freedom from people pleasing. Um, that is such an honor <laughs> to be able to be a witness to. And really it's not the coach making any of those things happen. Like we just said, it's the Holy Spirit that like makes chains drop, but being witness to it is like, I, I walked downstairs after a coaching session. I'm like, that was the best day ever. <laughs> um, and seeing people being willing to take a risk um, and change something that they weren't clear on before um, and having the confidence to make that change. I One very specific example is just seeing one of my coaches go and decide to pursue Bible translation. Um, that was just like really cool because I didn't know how that that relationship, that coaching relationship would end. I knew the decision that she was trying to make, but the fact that that's the way that God ended up leading her through our discussions was like really, really fulfilling to see. Yeah, that sounds beautiful. So if you reflect on different coaching clients that you've had the honor of working with, are there any themes that you see um, that are common walls that your clients are typically hitting or coming up against and having to work through? Yeah, um, I think that one of... Uh, the most common is like no clearly defined definition of success. Um, so when something's not defined, it's unattainable. <laughs> and all of us, I think, have vague understanding of what we think success looks like for us. But 
it's often based on like the highlight reels of other people's lives that we see and we're like oh they can do that so that must be success and I am striving towards that end um but the fact is we're all balancing multiple things in our lives and what happens in my life if I try to try to get as good at something as someone else that I see is that if I do that, then I'm failing in another area. If I, if I put more time towards that other area, then I'm failing in that other area. So like, I'm never able to do them all. And I have this kind of no, no win situation. Um, cause my expectations for myself are so lofty, but I'm convinced that God doesn't desire us to be in these no-win situations um he certainly doesn't want us to feel like failures all the time he does want us to be humble but i think we exhaust ourselves just trying to chase after perfection um so i think what we need or what a lot of people need is to find and define clearly what success and attainable level of success in each area is for me in this season because it changes from season to season and it changes from person to person and we cannot um have the same the same life as we had in the past or that someone else has so just being really clear with ourselves what is success for me now in this season That is so good. I feel like that's just like free gems for people. (laughs) You didn't even have to book a coaching session for that one. It's good though. It's really good. Yeah, I love that. And I've seen that for myself that like I can definitely have this idea of what I'm trying to attain, but it's not clearly defined and like, okay, what's actually going to mean this was successful for you. I think it's rare to even take time to think through it that much. It's just that like, I know I want this. It's like, well, first, why? Yeah. <laughs> and second, okay, what what's that actually going to look like? So that, yeah, I love that. I think and, that that's him. Yeah, and the fact is, even if we achieve some level of success, like, we usually are on to the next thing because we like feel this drive to, we have to do more. We're not enough. We have to do more. And we don't even take the time to celebrate the success that just happened. Um, So yeah, having those clearly defined successes and then like sitting back and just basking and not basking in your like achievement, but basking in, wow, God, God brought this to completion. Uh, raising him (laughs) Mm, that's a great perspective not that like I accomplished the thing but that God brought this to completion Mm. that's good I'm already thinking about all the content I'm like ooh quote 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 (laughs) (laughs) this is is so good though because this is community right because I wouldn't have sat through and thought through these questions unless you had come up with the the list of questions you know so it's like that's what the beauty of living in community looks like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah 
So one final question, uh, which is different from what you're anticipating, but for um, men and women out there who may be on the fence about coaching or they just don't know what they don't know about mm -hmm. coaching, what would be your advice for them? Or what would you say to those people um, knowing that like, man, there's, there's such a great thing that you could be missing out on by not pursuing this opportunity. Just what advice or words of wisdom would you have for those people? Yeah. I mean, I know what it is to be price conscious. <laughs> I am very price conscious and about everything that I spend money on. Um, <laughs> I started life coaching because it was on sale, you know, but then when I experienced it, I was like, okay, this is an investment, but would I rather be running around in circles in these like pits that I have dug for myself for the, for like large portions of my life or would I like to move forward and like be able to live that joyful um and confident and have that clarity that I really desire um yeah I think it's worth the investment in the in the long run I am going to be so glad I did this now I don't I don't know that that's the case for everyone, but I certainly would say try it, you know, just try it, step in and see um, what, what you're leaving on the table, because I, I think many of us are leave, living half, half hearted, half effective lives and God wants us to live full hearted and um, joyful overflowing slashing over lives and that is a everyday kind of um pursuit <laughs> yeah yeah that's a word that will preach for sure uh that's something that I just have so much um righteous indignation over as well that you see so many even Christians just leading subpar lives and it's like I wish you knew that making Jesus Lord was the beginning of a fulfilling life. Like it doesn't have to be, oh, I've made Jesus Lord. So I've done the most important thing. So, you know, if none, if nothing else in life works out fine, it's like, no, there is life to the full available on this side of heaven. And he wants that for you. Let's figure it out. <laughs> and of course, you know, society is even set up in a way with our educational system that Many times you're forced to have to pursue a plan before you have time to think about what actually makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to graduate high school and I'm going to go get a degree. Mm -hmm. you know who you are, you know, at the age that you have to make that decision. And so you, you start to come into that later in life. So, yeah, I love what you said, too, about just making that investment, because being on this side of things as the coach as well it is much more apparent that people are willing to invest their money in fleeting things without a second thought, you know? And this isn't a money grab because as you, as you mentioned, like we're both price conscious as well, but it's always so just disheartening in a lot of ways that it's like, think about the fleeting things that we throw our money at all the time and never think twice about. And here you're being invited into something that can literally change you for the rest of your life. 
like mm-hmm. the insights and the perspective that you walk away with is again not to say that you're never going to struggle with those things but the way in which the spirit has worked to renew your mind your approach is going to forever be different as long as you choose that path mm-hmm. and that ladies and gentlemen is priceless <laughs> yeah so thank you for that awesome awesome so one final question that I'd like to end on um, it's just for you personally what's one word that you would use to describe your current season of life and why mm-hmm. I would say pruned in a, like a tree not the fruit <laughs> so definitely feeling like God is, has trimmed some things out of my life that I've really enjoyed in the past and I'm feeling a little bare and a little bit not pretty right now and not excited. Um, but I know that pruning happens so that a tree can grow and so that it's like there's room for that new growth. And so um, it's also for the tree's good. And even though God may be taking me through a desert kind of season again, um, I definitely have seen him make a way in the past just like he made a way for the israelites through the red sea and he was not taking them to the desert to die he was taking them to the promised land so um i believe he will do it again and what i have before me is better than what i leave behind and that doesn't make it easy but i do believe it will be good yeah that's beautiful very beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love that reference to the um, God rescuing the Israelites and them being up against that Red Sea because it's like the only thing that can happen here is either going to be a miracle or God is going to fail us. It's giving miracle. <laughs> it's giving the only option is for a miracle. So I just love even that faithful outlook that pruning seasons, desert seasons, all of those things, like while they do not feel good in the moment whatsoever, the only other option is the other side of the coin because like it's already dry. (laughs) So where we're going. Yeah. So I I think that that's beautiful. Really beautiful. Awesome. Who is God? He, He is trustworthy and true and good. So yes, we can, we can trust in him. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, friend. I have really enjoyed this. It's giving conversations with Shell and Atlee coming soon. (laughs) (laughs) I have very much enjoyed it too. Thank you so much for inviting me to share. Absolutely. Yes. So um, for those of you out there listening, if you are following us on any other medium, uh, you'll be seeing the announcements all week welcoming Atalee uh, into the ministry officially as a life coach. Uh, you can head over to the website to just learn a little bit more about her um, biography professionally. And then, of course, you know, of course, there's the opportunity for coaching. I've had the pleasure and honor personally of being coached by Atalee. Uh, no one would be on this team that I did not trust, you know, to handle well men and women. And so um, if you, if something that was said here resonates with you, part of her testimony, um, or even just as she started to speak to the people who may feel a little bit in between, or you just don't know what you don't know, and you know that you're not where you 
want to be, but you don't know how to get there, you are in a great spot for coaching. So definitely check us out. With that, I will close us out in a word of prayer. God, thank you so much just for how your spirit moves. Thank you so much that you have gone before us in this time and just allowed it to be everything that it's supposed to be. Thank you so much for Atalee's heart of vulnerability and transparency and just bringing the listeners into her world a little bit and her story to learn more about her so that others can be inspired and encouraged and spurred on in their journey. And so again, Father God, we just pray um, that as this podcast falls on the ears of listeners, that their heart will be softened to receive whatever seed it is that you want to plant. Uh, in their lives. We pray that their hearts will be moved towards coaching, if that's something that will be truly beneficial for them in this season, and that your Holy Spirit just goes before us, uh, doing exceedingly and abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine with this podcast episode. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Did you know that money isn't the only way that you can support an organization? A review goes a long way. If this podcast helped you in any way or you just want to support us because, you know, we're your people, then help us spread the word. Let the world know that you're rocking with us and you think they should, too. Share the podcast, leave a review, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, hop into the Facebook group, you know, whatever suits you. Until next time, folks, we are out. Bye, y'all.